right, welcome to the Greg Steer Youth Ministry Podcast. I believe in the power of the gospel and the potential of teens, and I also believe that the best way to get teens to grow is to get them to go. Uh, matter of fact, I'm wearing this shirt from Storyline Church, where I personally go, and Morgan, the youth leader there, has come up with these shirts. There's 14,000 teenagers in Arvada, Colorado, and she is working hard with the youth staff and building a network, a gospel advancing network, so that every teen everywhere in Arvada, Colorado, shout out Arvada, will hear the gospel from a friend. My daughter uh, is personally involved with her cause, helping to reach every teen everywhere. So I'm super excited about this. Encourage you to listen to this podcast, subscribe, rate it, review it, spread the word among youth leaders about the Greg Steer Youth Ministry Podcast because we want to see every teen hear the gospel from a friend. Super excited today uh, for our guest, Chris Stout. Uh, he graduated from Word of Life Bible Institute after attending both the New York and Argentina campuses. He and his wife, Debbie, began the Word of Life Ministry in France in 1999, where they served for over 10 years before being asked to return to the U.S. to serve in the home office. Chris now serves as the Executive Vice President of International and Local Church Ministries, in other words, youth ministry worldwide. In this role, he oversees more than 1,600 missionaries in 80 countries. He's been married for 24 years. Chris and Debbie have three children, Natalie, uh, Michael, and Luke. They currently live in Hudson, Florida. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much, Greg. Fantastic to be with you again. Yeah, and, and like... One of your sons is like a, a like a TikTok star, right? Yeah, he, well, he interesting quick story. He actually has a couple hundred thousand followers, but he actually wrote me wow. the other day. He wrote me the other day. He studied was studying at the Bible Institute in New York, and he said, "Dad, you know what? I just permanently deleted my TikTok account because it wasn't wow. It wasn't helping me in my walk with Jesus." And so, yeah, because they were following him because of his awesome hair, right? Yeah, basically, you know, most of his <laughs> followers were like 13 to 16 year old girls, you know, and some college girls, you know, the demographic was really skewed. And, uh, you know, it, his content was good, but he also realized it just wasn't it wasn't uh, pointing him in the right direction. And so he, he permanently yeah. deleted it. When I told another kid that the other day, they said he had 200,000 followers and he deleted his TikTok. I'm like, yeah, so. You talk about putting Isaac on the altar. Yeah, there you go. yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, actually, wow. that bio, I hate to say it, that bio is old. We have a fourth child. Uh, we adopted our 18-year-old daughter uh, last year. And so we have our fourth child, Lyric, who I just want to shout That's out to right. Lyric. So, yeah. Shout out to Lyric. You bet. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, listen, um, excited uh, about this conversation. You and I are friends. Uh, man, over the last several years, God has just bound our hearts together. But for those not familiar with Word of Life, share with us, what is Word of Life? What does it do? And what do you do with Word of Life? Sure. Word of Life is a youth ministry that has existed for about 80 years, started with evangelism on the streets of New York City with our founder, Jack Wurtson. He was a precursor to Billy Graham. You know, he filled uh, Madison Square Garden, Yankee Stadium back in the 40s. Um, and then started a youth ministry in upstate New York with our first uh, youth camp, Word of Life Island. This year we're celebrating 75 years of youth camping, starting in Word of Life Island. And uh, then that eventually just spread around the world. Uh, we have youth camps and youth ministries uh, focused on evangelism and discipleship of young people now in 80 countries, every inhabitable continent on the in the world. 
And uh, God used that ministry to change my life when I was 13 years old. And so that's, um, God ended up bringing me back, and I never left. Uh, that's why I'm dedicated to, to what God's doing through this ministry. So, That's crazy. I mean, you think about that, 1,600 missionaries, and I've met a ton of them uh, in 80 countries, and they're, man, just on fire. Let me ask you this. Why is youth ministry a focus of Word of Life? Because I think a lot of the average youth leader out there may not realize, they may equate Word of Life with a camp, hmm. uh, but they may not necessarily equate it with youth ministry. Why is youth ministry central to the, the ministry of Word of Life? Well, I mean, first of all, youth ministry in general, because the vast majority of those who trust Christ all around the world today are under the age of 25. Um, and so we want to focus on this generation. They're the ones that are more open to hear and to respond to the gospel and then to be leaders. And so that's why we focus on that all around the world. Um, when we talk about serving local churches uh, with their youth ministries, helping coach them and train them up, you know, that really started back in the 60s because our camp ministry was so strong. We had all these pastors and everyone that were bringing teenagers uh, to our camp and they would have this mountaintop experience at camp, which was amazing. I'm a huge believer in camp, the walls, the barriers that come down, the decisions that students make. I'm a result of that. But then the pastors were saying to us, Chris, you know, not Chris, Jack back that time, Chris, Jack, what do we do for the other 51 weeks of the year? Um, and so that's when we started many, many years ago uh, trying to equip and inspire local churches and they're especially volunteer youth leaders. Most of the churches we work with are small to medium-sized churches and, um, and helping them the other 51 weeks of the year. In fact, that's the name now of our youth ministry. Our, our teen ministry is called 51 for that very reason. So, Yeah, and you guys have a curriculum, comprehensive curriculum that's yeah. theologically rock solid, by the way. I just want to say that because uh, a lot of stuff out there today is just like skipping a rock on a lake. It's just hitting the surface. You <laughs> yeah. guys, I mean, really break it down for these students in a way teens can understand. You have daily quiet times mm -hmm. that uh, kids can have for the year yeah. that are phenomenal, interactive, biblical, solid. And uh, where would youth leaders find all of that? Uh, yeah, the best place to go for just kind of a, a global understanding of what Word of Life is all about, if you just go to W-O-L, Word of Life, W-O-L.org, um, then on the up, you can scroll down and you'll see kind of the Bible Institute part, the, the camps part, because we have 16 Bible Institutes around the world, camps, uh, you'll see our international ministries section, um, the 80 countries, and then you'll see what's called local church ministries or youth ministries, which is where mm. churches and youth leaders can go to get equipped. Uh, we do have fantastic curriculum. I, you know, like you mentioned, uh, rock solid theologically. We have a scope and sequence of about six years, taking junior high through high school, taking them through every major doctrine in the Bible, but also, you know, fantastic topical series, character studies, Bible, um, working through different books of the Bible. And then obviously, like you said, the quiet times, that's what made a difference in my life when i went to camp was the first time at word of life i understood the importance of being in the word of god every day as a teenager and so yeah. we're, that's super important so yeah yeah and it's so contrary to where youth ministry is i just gotta double down on this one of my pet peeves when i was a youth leader was just the sheer shallowness of the content i had to go through and bolster mm -hmm. biblically and theologically i think there's a mindset and this is not in our script but 
I think there's a mindset in youth ministry that kids can only take so much. You need to just really, you know, don't go too deep. And what I think what's happened is we're boring teenagers to death. They're taking advanced calculus. They're taking honors level courses. And then they come to youth group and they're hearing, you know, basic stories with a little practical point and never really growing deep. I think, I think it's time to really dig in. And Absolutely. that's really what Word of Life curriculum does. So thank you guys for your quality material and camps. I mean, again, people, I love camps. As long as you have something after the mountain high, what yeah. are you going to do? Have that yeah, plan. Exactly. You got quiet times, you got curriculum, got all sorts of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the first time we met. Mm -hmm. uh, it was in, I think, D.C. at yeah. the Youth Ministry Executive Council. And we did a little uh, separate meeting um, that we call the you know, Gospel Advancing Roundtable, where we invited national ministry leaders like you in to kind of hear about what we were doing. And just tell us about that first meeting and that first encounter. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget. It was amazing. You know, I didn't know what to expect, and I showed up. It was my first time at one of these meetings. And frankly, I had been praying uh, for about six months because I've been I, – I've have the responsibility of our international ministries, but about six months earlier, I'd been handed the reins of our youth ministries department in the United States as well. And, um, you know, we were just kind of flat uh, in our in our youth ministry um, philosophy and, and just impact. And I'd been praying, I felt like something was missing. And so I was praying for about six months, God, what, what are we missing uh, to really uh, get growing and, and be relevant again? And, uh, I ended up at this meeting uh, sitting next to you, and um, I, that was the first that you started speaking about your book, uh, Gospelized, and shared about the seven values of gospel advancing ministry. And I remember seeing the chili pepper and uh, getting a little handout in the seven values, and you started to walk through those things. And I'm telling you, it was like a lightning bolt from the sky, uh, like, you know, oh, the, the, the sun shining down, and God was it was almost as if he was audibly saying to me, Chris, this is the answer to what you have been praying about for six months. This is what you're missing. And what was that? It was the idea. Well, first of all, every teen everywhere here in the gospel from a friend, that's the first time that I'd heard that. And then these seven values that talked about what do we build youth ministry on? What is that framework? And the philosophy of, helping, equipping and inspiring teenagers to reach their own generation. And, and why that was so important to me was because, you know, at Word of Life, our founder, Jack Wurtson, you know, back in the 40s, he used to say it's the responsibility of every generation to reach their generation for Christ. And, and we have that, you know, that's splattered all over our walls everywhere. And we got T-shirts with Jack's face on it and all kinds of stuff that say that. But I, what I realized that we had kind of walked away from unknowingly is that our generation, my generation, um, you know, Gen Xers or whatever, and the older guys, we'd become very good at us reaching the next generation. I mean, we preach the gospel, we do mass evangelism, we do it in camps, we do all that kind of stuff. But we have lost sight somehow of equipping this generation to reach their generation. And, and that's what we used to always be about. That's what our founder was about. It was about personal evangelism, about equipping teenagers to reach their friends. And so when I was sitting in that meeting, it's like, 
this is who we are, but somehow we've walked away from it a little bit, and we need to get back. And so that's when we just completely shifted um, our philosophy, and we adopted those seven values. And so now today, all that curriculum and the quiet times and everything that we're doing um, is all based on those seven values and the idea of equipping and training teenagers to reach their friends for Christ. So, Well, and it, I remember kind of the after effect. I, did, I didn't realize at the moment how deeply you were being impacted mm-hmm. but by these truths, which we, like I said, we didn't develop and we discovered them. Well, I was, a research I, was, project. I was crying, so maybe that's why you didn't, you know, maybe you I just thought that. maybe this is just a super emotional guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. Um, but the, the after effect, like soon after you invited me to come in and train your uh, global leaders, uh, and we did that. And I remember one of your global leaders coming up to me and, and through a translator saying, you've taken what is in our heart and put a language to it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what's exciting for me is to see an organization that's gone from gospelized to institutionalized to go back to gospelized. I know mm-hmm. there's still work to do and you guys are working mm-hmm. on it, this and the other, but a lot of organizations, they stay institutionalized. Mm-hmm. And you and Don, the president, I mean, all of you guys have doubled down on shifting the culture. And I think, man, you have made massive progress for a ministry that's, you know, in 80 countries with 1,600 missionaries that is all over the world in in becoming a true, not only becoming a gospel advancing ministry, but helping to lead the way for other organizations and ministries. So on our end, it's been awesome, awesome to watch. And as we kind of talk about the global impact, what are some of the, like the, the global impact you've seen from these gospel advancing truths? I mean, I know from Ukraine to mm-hmm. Egypt, yeah. uh, stories that you've recently told me about how gospel advancing is really advancing around the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just interacting today on WhatsApp with uh, our leader in Rwanda. Uh, you know, David, you know him, and uh, Stephen Bahago in Nigeria. Um, mm-hmm. I've got our guys in South Africa, um, then, you know, across, across Europe. I had dinner last night with uh, one of our leaders from Spain um, who, you know, we, when I was there with them for camp this summer, you know, we were talking all about life in six words and they're actually taking uh, students out on the weekends. Uh, once they're training churches and taking students right out into the streets of Spain using the life in six words app. And, and Okay. So let sorry. me just put a pause on that. That explains yeah. why when I look at the life in six words app, uh, some of Europe is dead, but Spain yeah. is lit up. Yeah, yeah, they got it. So, uh, we want to see that happen all over That's Europe. Awesome. You know, I'm going to be in France in a, in, later this fall, and we're going to be talking a lot about that. And, and we've got guys that are getting it, and that's exciting. But, yeah, I mean, they're taking student, we're training students in the churches with the youth leaders, and then we're just helping mobilize to take them out into the streets of their community. Um, we're seeing that happen there. In the Ukraine, uh, you know, we had the Life in Six Words printed in Russian, and we're, um, we actually were doing youth leader training and student training the Saturday before uh, the very first bombs fell um, in a church there outside of Kiev. And now we're still doing it uh, with all the food distribution and all that kind of stuff. You know, we're, um, uh, goodness, and then not, not even to mention what we're about to uh, partner to do here uh, September 17th. Um, with uh, Dare to Share Live and the National Day of Hispanic Evangelism all across uh, Latin America. 
um, yeah, I mean, there, I, there's just uh, our entire ministry around the world. Egypt, you know, was just in Egypt and had the privilege of uh, training 160 youth leaders and walking them through uh, the seven values uh, as a basis of youth ministry. All of our curriculum is now in Arabic, uh, taking the license six words app in Arabic and showing it to them as well. You know, just so much, so much is going on. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's so, so exciting for us because, you know, we're dare to share. I mean, we have 30-ish people here in Arvada, Colorado. We don't have field staff. And I feel like we don't need field staff because we're friends with Word of Life. Amen. And Let's you go. guys are, are taking the ground and advancing the kingdom of God and advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So super, super excited about that. And again, just as a lesson to youth leaders, mm-hmm. I mean, if God can use Chris Stout as a catalyst— to shift a culture globally from institutionalized to gospel advancing, God can use you, youth leader, to shift your entire church culture. You get these middle schoolers on fire for Christ, sharing the gospel, it convicts grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, entire, your entire church culture. And I believe your church set on fire can affect an association or even a denomination through the That's power right. of the Holy Spirit. So it's not Chris, it's the power of the Holy Spirit in in and through Chris. It's not you. Amen. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in and through you. So, Chris, this is just super, super exciting. Tell us a little bit about, now we've partnered as well uh, with Word of Life Bible Institute in Scroon Lake as well as in Tampa when it comes to evangelism training and tools. But tell us a little bit about the Bible Institute. Yeah, the Bible Institute, we're, we're one of the last remaining, um, if not the last remaining, pure Bible Institute in the United States. You know, years ago, there were all sorts of them, and a lot of them, they're still doing great work, but they've kind of morphed more into four-year schools or Bible colleges or whatever, um, you know, that, and which is great. But our Bible Institute is a one-year, uh, fully accredited study of the Word of God uh, where you are, a student is going at least two times through the entire Bible in a nine-month period, plus they have an uh, eight-week uh, um, period of ministry in one of our summer camps, putting everything to practice. But throughout the whole year, there's study, life, and ministry. So study is a high academic value of learning the Word of God, foundational time in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Secondly is life, um, you know, life-on-life discipleship um, of our students and in the dorms, outside the dorms, but then also uh, ministry, and that is we want to get every 18, 19, 20-year-old, sometimes older, involved directly in evangelism and discipleship. And so that's what we do. And I think that, I mean, I could imagine every student, I know it's not possible, but imagine every student went and spent one year at the Bible Institute or at a Bible Institute like that before going on to university. Uh, Whatever the university, whatever you're going to study, I think that you just have a fantastic, solid foundation to make an even greater impact um, in in your world, wherever God's calling you. So that's what, that's what we're doing. I went there when I was 18 years old, and uh, even though I grew up in a Christian a Christian home, a Christian school, a great church, my year at the Bible Institute transformed my life. So, Yeah, and I know my own daughter, she's really thinking about going to Word of Life. We're uh, waiting for her. I hope she comes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope she does too. I think she would absolutely love it. And so youth leaders might really get to know Word of Life, Bible Institute. Phenomenal, phenomenal uh, and we have I a, love going out. We have a great teacher of evangelism in Greg Steer uh, up in Screen Lake. 
teaches our personal yeah. evangelism, and we got John Burdett and Jason Lamb that dare to share guys coming to our week of personal evangelism, and so that, that'd be, be fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We put all of our evangelism training into a 10-session uh, 10 course, so it was, it was exciting to know that we had that much to teach, actually. I was like, yeah, we have enough. All right, well, let's talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to bring in our, our leader, our youth leader, who actually is a former youth leader, but always a youth leader at heart, uh, John Burdett. John's the founder and president of John Burdett Ministries and serves as a speaker, trainer for Dare to Share His Passion, training leaders and leading leaders to advance the gospel globally. He's got a, a, a special place in his heart, not just for teens, but training the whole church uh, how to share the gospel and creating a culture of evangelism. Prior to answering the call as a missionary, John served 17 years as a youth pastor. That's where we originally met, a lead pastor, a church planner. John, welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, thanks, Greg. It's great to be here with you and Chris. And I remember the first time I was praying about, like, not leaving youth ministry, but God was dealing with me about going into, like, a, as a senior pastor. And you said, you'll, you'll still be a youth pastor just with more authority. And that's, that's, that's right. me, brother. <laughs> more authority and a bigger budget. And, and, and a bigger budget, except it was a church. That's plan, right. So not so much. Yeah, well, not so much, not so much. So as you kind of listened, uh, John, and this is going to be kind of a, you know, a three-way conversation, uh, but especially between you and Chris, what, what are some of the things that, that you picked up from that or you have questions about or comments on uh, as Chris shared? Yeah, well, first I'd just love to say, uh, love Dare to Share, obviously, love Chris Stout and Word of Life. Uh, Word of Life is one of those ministries I'd heard a lot about as a youth pastor, uh, sorry to say, I never really got de in deep with it until through Dare to Share. So I think, first of all, it's the power of partnerships and seeing that kingdom work happen together. Uh, it's, it's great for reaching the lost, obviously, and, and mobilizing believers, but it's great for church leaders to see that, that, that cohesion happening as well. Uh, and then just to, see, uh, just to see the impact through that relationship and What's been intriguing for me, of course, I love to travel. I'm not nearly, have not traveled nearly as much as Chris Stout, but it's intriguing to me about how much you get to travel around the world and get to do that. I love that. But uh, what blows me away mostly, and you kind of said it, Greg, so I'll echo it, is a lot of times we talk to youth leaders and they get, they hear about the seven values. And it's sort of a similar story that you hear just what Chris said. I've been praying about something. I've been hungry. I've been craving something. And they hear about it and they know that maybe this is it, but they're, they're afraid to take that leap. And when you think about alignment and shifting a culture, uh, I just think, look to Chris Stout and Word of Life because they're talking about one church, which is, I know is a big deal, don't get me wrong, versus a global ministry. And because, because of that, uh, what, how God has used to work through Chris and this partnership and just the DNA of gospel advancing ministry, uh, you know, I've even personally had the opportunity to train some leaders online in the Bible, the, the Bible Institute in Hungary, train some uh, European uh, missionaries uh, through Word of Life a couple of years ago as well in gospel advancing ministry. And just to see that kind of that impact take place. So one question I actually had is you talked about um, how, how when you first heard the values, how exciting it was and the answer to prayer to you, Chris, mm -hmm. um, when you caught that vision and started sharing that with some of your leaders uh, share a little bit about the, the reception some of them had. And I mean, oh. it could be good and bad ugly, and ugly, but I, I know when I, when I start sharing this stuff, you know, it's almost like it's, it's exciting to me to see again, to see how others get excited. And so I just love to kind of hear what that was like for you. 
Yeah. So when not long after um, I was in D.C. with Greg, um, I actually was in just real quick. I was in Italy uh, speaking for a camp, and that's when I read Gospel Eyes. And as I'm reading through it, I'm just my heart's burning. I'm crying. I'm underlying, highlighting, you know, all sorts of stuff. And then as soon as I got back, um, I called together our regional directors uh, from across the United States. And I said, guys, uh, we got to talk about this. I said, you know, I've been praying about, we've been praying about what we're missing, and I believe this is it. And so a lot of our regional guys were, were older gentlemen that had been in the ministry for quite a while. And it was really interesting because, you know, here, here I am, I'm kind of bringing this to the table and saying, I think that we've gotten away from our original mission and we've missed we're, we've we've warped discipleship a little bit and we're forgetting that we are we have to be first and foremost equipping teenagers to share their faith and that's going to drive their discipleship journey. And as I'm sharing this with them, these older guys are crying. They start crying and they look at me and it was just the most affirming thing they said this is getting, this is what we're missing. This is getting back to who we used to be. I remember, and they started telling stories about how we used to do this and how we kind of drifted, and, it, and then the rest is history. It was just awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. I, I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be that, even the crying, even that, but it was that kind of reception of just yeah. the, the that being reignited uh, with that with that flame, and that's that's so that's so awesome. Uh, I love to, and I just kind of throw this out there uh, for those listening to and watching that, you know, uh, you kind of touched on it being a, like what we say a discipleship accelerator. A lot of times we're talking to youth leaders, uh, you know, and, and pastors. A lot of times there's this tendency, and I think this happens in the mission drift that happens a lot of time, and it starts with this trying to separate evangelism and discipleship which Jesus never did, right? <laughs> he never tried to no. do that. Uh, we sometimes try to do that, and that's, that's an issue. Uh, and we see how evangelism is actually, and Jesus you know, modeled this. It was the, one of the greatest discipleship accelerators. And when that's what really did it for me as a youth leader. I, mean, I was always, always an evangelistic leader, always shared the gospel, always, but uh, really mobilizing it was through Dare to Share, the gospel advancing values where I really began to mobilize them and see the impact how they would grow so much. Like we like to say, the more they go, the more they grow. They begin to pray more passionately. We want them to pray passionately and study the word, but we want them to do that and then be ready to share the gospel. But a lot of times, get them sharing first, they let the Holy Spirit work through them and they experience that obedience and then they begin to pray passionately. Then they begin to study diligently in God's word. And that's really, yeah. you also have awesome resources there with the Word of Life curriculum for them to dig deeper. And they begin to mature more rapidly, oftentimes more so than believers that have been Christians for 30, 40, 50 years because they've never really stepped out in that kind of obedience. And so I just love the yeah. activation that uh, we see through the, through the implement, uh, implementation of these values, but also how you activated it through uh, all throughout yeah. Word of Life, man. And it's just been major and massive kingdom impacts awesome yeah it's been it, it i think that that's kind of what we had done is and i think there's a tendency sometimes in the christian world at least maybe in the last 10 20 years of discipleship had become for a while a lot of information um yeah. a lot of uh, like we talk about gospel centered, which is good, but gospel centered as Greg, we've talked, 
you know, could just be a bunch of people sitting around the table talking about the gospel to each other, you know, but we don't want to just be gospel-centered. We want our teenagers to be gospel-advancing, and I think we got stuck on that gospel-centered part and hadn't and had kind of left behind the gospel-advancing part, but you got to have both, and the one actually, the, the, the advancing drives the centeredness and vice versa, and so, um, yeah. Yeah, that's... That's this is what great. Think, uh, I love. Go for no, it. Go ahead. All right. Well, I got. I'm no, no, you. So man, you're the guest. Talking. I was just. I was just going to say, what was one of the. What are you saying? Are you saying I'm not a preacher? I'm a preacher, baby. Oh, Come yeah, on, yeah, you want to have a preacher? Let's go. You cut right me right off. You cut me off. three preachers, man. True. This means three preachers. This podcast will actually never end. There you go. Now I'm just kidding. I was just going to say. Uh, what's what's one of the what has been one of the biggest challenges because we talk to youth leaders a lot about this too but on i mean on a, on this scale this level what's been mm-hmm. one of the the biggest challenges in seeing that permeation that's it's happening i know it's happened we we've talked about it already i'm seeing it too and i work with international leaders that are word of life leaders that it's it, it's just taking root and, and spreading like wildfire but what's kind of been one of the biggest challenges in, in getting that moving well, and I want to make sure you know, you know, our guys around the world, they love the gospel. Our men and women, they care about the sure. gospel. And we are, tra- we have been training teenagers to share their faith, but just not with the focus. Sure. And so yes. I think the biggest challenge, like in any organization, when it's wa- wide and broad, it's seeing that permeate all the way, all the way through. Um, and then, but also understanding that it takes time, you know, that even in a youth group, when you start to apply this in your youth group, it's still going to take a couple of years, two or three years for it really to take yeah. off and for you to see the fruit, but you can't, you can't give up. You have to keep pushing forward. Um, and then eventually you're going to see a huge harvest. And you're going to see a whole shift in your youth ministry. So. Amen. That's awesome. That's great. Can I, can I speak now, John, on my own <laughs> podcast? Do you care if I say something? <laughs> yeah, well, let me uh, take it. Let's do the offering and then we'll do the, pr- I'm just kidding. <laughs> We'll do the offering and then we'll do that. Uh, if you guys can't tell that are listening, uh, John and I are good friends. So are Chris and I. I, I just love mm-hmm. the, I love, just on a side note, I love the gospel deepening of relationships. Amen. When you're on mission together, advancing the gospel together, you became, we become like spiritual frat buddies, you know? I mean, we're just in, <laughs> in this together. Fraternity Amen. of faith. Yes. Um, so as we wrap up, just, I want, youth leaders that are listening or pastors. Uh, John, how would somebody get a hold of you? Because you do youth training, you do youth events, but you also train churches church-wide in these seven values yeah. and how to share the gospel. How would uh, youth leaders or pastors connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a website. It's just simply johnburdett.com, J-O-N-B-U-R-D-E-T-T-E.com. Uh, as a youth pastor wanting to see this spread throughout the church, I had the opportunity to do that as a lead pastor, and God did amazing things that would take a whole other podcast to share that. But uh, now God's kind of given me the call to always make a case for youth ministry, of course, but to, to accelerate that even, uh, to see this spread throughout the entire church, because I got to see what that's like as a lead pastor, and I want others to experience that as well. So they can get on the website. Uh, they can also just uh, send an email as well. Uh, team at uh, team at com, as well and uh, to get in touch with us also we're on facebook you can like us there and, and re- uh, reach out to us so we would love to come alongside offer coaching training uh, preaching events and those kind of things but our heart is always 
uh, to see the, the seven values, which are biblical, to, to breathe that acts-like excitement and atmosphere throughout the entire yeah. church, where it's not just an institution, it's a movement, and to see, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. see that move forward. So I just, I fully endorse uh, John Burdett and his ministry and really encourage you guys to take a look at uh, bringing him in. Uh, Chris, uh, again, how would we know about uh, WOL.org, uh, wordoflife.org? How would uh, youth leaders uh, follow you or pastors follow you online? What's your, what's your TikTok? <laughs> or I mean, your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a TikTok. In fact, I've kind of, I've kind of, I've deleted my deleted my Twitter account twice, you know. So, um, you know, you can you can find find me on Facebook. Will will is kind of a worldwide thing. And so, if you want to see what I'm doing, it's K R I S S T O U T Chris Stout. Same thing with uh, my Instagram is at Chris Stout. Um, yeah. Great. Hey, you guys, this has been phenomenal and uh, super excited about what God's doing through Word of Life and John Burdett Ministries and. God is up to something big. Remember, youth leaders, uh, to find them online. And remember that a thriving youth ministry, as we've heard today, is a gospel-advancing one. So advance the gospel. Thanks.